Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune in to Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Welcome, welcome everyone to Blog Talk USA. We are so happy to be here with you on this marvelous Monday. Let me tell you how you can always find us, listen to our live programs and our archived episodes. The number to call to listen live by phone is 515-605-9375. You can also listen online at blogtalkusa.com or blogtalkradio.com forward slash USA. You can also find Blog Talk USA in podcast form on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Radio, pretty much any place you can find podcasts. You can find Blog Talk USA podcasts and, of course, Marvelous Monday under that title. Okay, let me give you over to Dr. Shirley McKellar because I'm sure we've got a great show planned for tonight. And once again, congratulations to First Sergeant Daryl Eddings for his run for Congress in the 6th District of Texas. Welcome, Dr. McKellar. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Rihanna, and good evening. And, boy, let me tell you, has this been a marvelous Monday? You're right. We got the right title for today because we have had an amazing time out there talking to the citizens of District 6. And here I'm here in Dallas, Texas area, North Texas, and we've been working to make sure that the people know exactly who Daryl Eddings is. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about that a little bit later on. Uh, let's go and find out if uh, none other than Mr. Arthur Fleming, who should have been out here with us today with his boots on the ground. But, of course, he's got to educate the children. So we understand that. So, Mr. Arthur, are you there? I don't think he's on yet. I'm texting yet? him right now. Okay. Okay, all right, because he's already informed me of what we need to talk about. Yeah. He's not here to talk <laughs> about it. We're going to start out uh, by talking about voter suppression. There are so many things to talk about, uh, Ms. Rihanna, so many things that are going on. We also will talk a little bit about CPAC. I think that just ended. Is that correct, or is it still going on? Yes, I believe I believe it just ended. Oh, here's here's Mr. Arthur now, by the way. Oh, and also, hello there, can Mr. I quickly, Arthur. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes, please go ahead. Bring us up to uh, date right. on quickly anything wanted that to you say, want. And also, uh, Pastor Cooper is on with us as well. I've got both those lines open. But uh, Dr. Nichols has texted, uh, so I wanted to make this announcement quickly. Uh, she says, "Mark your calendars, please." East Texas listening session with Chairman Gilberto Hinojosa. Friday, March 5th, from 6 to 7.30 p.m. There's a Zoom address where you can register. I will post that on this episode description and on our Facebook page. Okay, very good. Yes, she sent that to me as well. So, okay, Dr. Nichols is always on top of it. And let me tell you, Dr. Nichols had an amazing um, training for us this past Saturday. We had a really, really busy weekend. A couple more funeral services on 
uh, Saturday, uh, people still dying of this COVID-19. So um, we're, we're getting ready to, and I'll make that this announcement as well. We're having our meeting on tomorrow uh, to uh, roll out our, let me just read that announcement since we're talking about it. But we thank, first of all, let me just say that we thank uh, President Biden for all of the hard work that he is doing, uh, trying to get people safe and those who want to uh, take the vaccine, that they can take the vaccine. But uh, but we're getting ready for our major rollout, uh, Ms. Rihanna. On tomorrow we'll be having our meeting, and so we will be getting more and more vaccines in here. As you know, it's they've been kind of scarce, uh, and people are really signing up and wanting to get the vaccines because they see their family members dying all around them. They see, they actually see their family members getting COVID and how they're suffering uh, with that and so forth. So, so we're going to be planning our our meeting on tomorrow, and uh, and so we're. Excited about it. Our person, our director of our public health emergency preparedness uh, within the uh, Net Health uh, Division, Northeast Texas Public Health District. And so there's going to be plenty of vaccines coming so that those persons who want to take it, in fact, can uh, take it. So, um, so there it is. And so we're, we're really, really excited to be able to do that because, Ms. Rihanna, I get calls every, every, every single day uh, saying, when can you see about my getting a vaccine? We had, we had some that were uh, – we had extra supply on today in Tyler at one of the churches. We thank Pastor Raph Caraway for his great work in uh, utilizing his facility. And so today we – we gave it until, from 10 until 3 uh, today. And so, but after our meeting on tomorrow and, and, and see what's coming down the pipe and more coming in our directions and everything, uh, people are going to be able to get their vaccine. Yeah. And then, of course, we know that there was the emergency uh, administrative uh, uh, process that was done for the J&J. We can talk a little bit about that a little bit later on into the show. Uh, but uh, people are wanting the vaccines, so the vaccines are coming. And now there's there are some people that's trying to convince people not to do this, not to take the vaccine and so forth, but uh, they have to decide if that's what they want to do. But people are seeing how family members are dying every single day yes. of this dreadful disease. So they want to put a stop May to I it. add they one figure, thing? Please, about the vaccine. I don't know how many people saw this, but I saw a really horrible story uh, out of Chicago. A little 11-year-old girl discovered both of her parents dead in their bed from COVID. And, you know, an 11-year-old girl, um, you know, to lose one parent or two parents at that age obviously is not an expected thing. Uh, right. So, you know, there's a vaccine out there now. As soon as you can get on that list for the vaccine, we have been told by the experts, um, including Dr. Fauci, that the vaccines are safe. Please consider that, especially if you have children, if you take care of loved ones, older parents. Please consider yes. um, 
you know, weighing that into your options if you're scared. That little girl had to have been terrified to lose both parents like that. And um, it's just, it's not just us that we're caring for. It's the people around us. So um, please educate yourself at the cdc.gov website on the vaccines. Um, And they're just, they're as safe as other vaccines. I know it's scary because it was so politicized and it shouldn't have been, but it's, um, it's just, it's worth it for everyone to get vaccines. Exactly. And thank you so much for that, Ms. Rihanna. And I did uh, read about that and that was heartbreaking. It was absolutely heartbreaking uh, to read and hear about that. But anyways, we're after it and we're working at it and we want to make sure once again that anybody who wants to take that vaccine has the opportunity to do so. There, there's, I, I'm working also directly with, uh, with the TEA, uh, Texas uh, government, uh, one of the um, persons who, is, uh, wor- who works with uh, TEA and has been with TEA for quite some time. We met on Saturday. He is originally from Tyler and so uh, he's already sent me out the information about the uh, promised neighborhood grant. And so we're going to—you'll be hearing more about that particular grant a little bit uh, a little bit later on. So let's get back to the gentleman. And uh, since Mr. Arthur is in there and Pastor Cooper is in there, uh, good evening, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? How you doing, Mr. Arthur? Yes, you doing all right? Yes, ma'am. How y'all doing tonight? We're doing great. Thank you, Pastor Cooper. <laughs> wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Good to hear your voices. Yes, yes. It's uh, it's been a, a the, today's been a roller coaster. We've been all over uh, from the three counties that are within District Six: uh, Ellis County, Navarra County, and of course Tarrant County. And to be out and about out there in the community, talking to the people, and and getting signatures and and letting them know what the um, plight is for First Sergeant and what his goals and objectives are. We actually also may have uh, hit one of his uh, uh, campaign uh, uh, direct managers on uh, Miss Faith Chatham. Are you there, Miss Ch- Miss Faith? Oh, well, maybe please she'll press come one out. if you're on yes. uh, Faith, and I'll press be able one. to see she the line five, and open it up. Five one two, five one two. Oh, yes, is right her here. number. Okay, okay. So, Pastor Cooper, we're going to go ahead and, and start with you. Uh, we want to uh, to make sure that your messages are out there to the community. As we know, uh, Pastor Cooper's uh, uh, candidacy is a statewide uh, candidacy. And so uh, anything that you want to share with us today and how things have been going for you with the campaign, and we're just pushing hard uh, to make sure that people know uh, who's going to be on these ballots and the direction that they need to go. Study your candidates. See the difference between the ones maybe that are already in office in comparison to what the ones who are working to get into office has to offer. So, Pastor Cooper, go ahead and take this opportunity uh, to say whatever it is that you want to say to the constituents across the radio Okay, okay thank go you. Very, all right. Yes. Thank you very much. Matter of fact, I was on today with my uh, new friend because he's going to be a, a keynote speaker for us for our uh, uh, June 19th uh, Freedom Fund Banquet for NAACP here in Beaumont. You know, I'm the president also, so I, have, I wear many hats. That is Joe Madison, the Black Eagle. I was on his show oh, today, wonderful. spoke with him. and wonderful. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> we were talking about the things that happened over the weekend. You know, we have a new ne- uh, Nebuchadnezzar 
uh, a new statue. Uh, we have another person that, that, that wants to be worshipped uh, in the gold. So it's amazing <laughs> that we have to go back and digress and talk about this, this character that just left the White House. But yet right. we can't ignore it, like he said on his show today. He's not a pastor, and yet pastor didn't speak about this. So I'm a pastor, so I'm a pastor, I'm a candidate. I have to talk about these things, and when I talk about those things, that's I have right. to loop them together and weave them together. Right. And so that's why I like the leadership we have now, current occupancy of the White House. Our president, Joe Biden, has said he's a president for all the people. And so what's amazing about that is even before he was confirmed because they said it was a lie and it was being stolen, well, when he was confirmed, and before then, uh, I was saying I'm going to be a governor for all the people in the state of Texas. So imagine that. We actually have a governor that will welcome the president and not say that he's not going to show up and then show up when he shows up in, in, in Texas and then really give him a warm welcome. Imagine the continuity that we would have, the seamlessness that we would have to get our country back, our state and country back on track with COVID-19, getting the vaccinations, and making sure that everyone receives them that desires to receive So. We're doing a lot of work like you're doing a lot of work. So hats off to you all for doing what you're doing in that area. Uh, so we're excited with also Dara coming on, uh, U.S. Congressman, our future U.S. Congressman yes. in that area. So I'm just excited. Yes, sir. Very good. Uh, outstanding. And, and you're absolutely correct. And it's taking everybody working together to yeah. make these things happen. We appreciate all the work that President Biden and uh, Vice President uh, Harris has done within yeah. a very, very short period of time. Very short. Okay, let's go to over to uh, Mr. Arthur, and and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about uh, Mr. Arthur. We'll give you time to do your opening and whatever you have to say, and then we're going to come back and we, we're going to talk about uh, the voter suppression and how people are really not wanting people uh, to get to the polls to vote. And I told. I told quickly, I told some of the people out there uh, today that when we asked them, are you registered to vote? And we were trying to get signatures and all that. And they said, no, I'm not registered to vote. And I, I said to them, there are a lot of people that are very happy that you don't vote and that you're not registered. A lot, you're making a lot of people happy and you're giving your voice over to people. Go ahead, Mr. Arthur. Well, well first of all, I'd like to say good evening to everybody. Uh, and you be sure to know when Joe come down, you know, Joe Madison, he's a long-term national NAACP uh, board member. And uh, yes, he's a great he guy, has a great radio show and all like that. So uh, be sure to let me know because I'm going to come down. June 18th. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, very good. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. So as a matter of fact, uh, I'll come down with Miss Arthur. Uh, we'll, we'll come and support you on that uh, endeavor. Uh, hopefully that we'll be able to come in and things will be leveled off a bit. So go ahead, Mr. Arthur. I just wanted to say I'll join in with you and, and come as well for that support. Go I won't be coming Arthur. to hug somebody. I'm going to be coming to hug somebody. <laughs> no. <laughs> <That's so funny. laughs> He's so bad. He's you got to so get that hug in. <laughs> hey, look here. Uh, no, look here, but read it all. Uh, Hey guys, and remember we talked about a little bit last week uh, about you know somebody you know working together with. Look until until uh, uh, this threat, and that's what the Republican Party has become. Until this threat is actually dealt with, you can't make no deal with nobody. There's nobody to make a deal with. And so mm-hmm. and so you know the, the Republican Party is a is a national security threat. Bottom line, bottom line. And so you know they're trying to make like. January 6th didn't happen, that type of stuff. Uh, 
that come out with all these voter laws. Of course, what we we need is for is for uh, the current administration to go ahead and pass the John Lewis uh, Voting Rights Act. Yes. Number yeah. one. And so, uh, and so, uh, so, so, hey, here, this is the reiteration of the Civil War. This is like the third uh, Reconstruction, and, and and there actually is a war going on, North versus South. Uh, black folks, we're in the middle of it. It's about us again. So, uh, hope this time we can end it. Very good. So, so yeah. let's talk a little bit about then. Uh, but first, let's 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 go to. We got two different words that that we can kind of talk about. We can talk about we can talk about voter intimidation, and then we can talk about voter suppression. We can talk about those persons who have their vote has been suppressed. Uh, let me use as an example some of those persons who uh, maybe have gone into the prison system, uh, and then they had to come out, and then they had to do. Uh, some a parole and probation, whatever, and but then they finished all of that and they're off of that paperwork, and so they should be a free citizen. And in my opinion, it should even be wiped off if they paid the if they paid their dues to society. I believe that their records should be wiped clean and they should be able to get a fresh new start and get on their way. So then, let's look at the word voter suppression. Two different things, right? Let's let's dialogue on, on what those two different things mean. And and we can start with the intimidation. Now, let me just tell you that when we're out there getting people to the polls, they're registered, they want to get to the polls to vote, right? Then there were people over on that other side over there that were trying to push information off to them. First of all, they would have them will click right here. Uh, and, and what they would be clicking and, oh, well, let me give you this ballot, they would be the opposite party that that particular person, that particular voters were affiliated with. And we see it happening more uh, in the African-American community. Can I get somebody to dialogue on uh, that intimidation right now? And then we'll get somebody else to talk about that voter suppression period. Mr. Arthur, we can start with you since this is your topic for the evening, which is an were you amazing referring to, topic. The, the, no, I, I'm to be clear about your question. Were you referring to what were you referring to? What we trying to what senior citizen early voting or what exactly were you, were, well, were you referring to? You can you can look at it anyways. But what I was really talking about is that and I'm going to go back to this very last election that we just had, and so there were there were people on the opposite party that were trying to push the ballot off onto to the voters saying, no, you need to be checking here. You need to check this box. And so, in other words, they were intimidating them, trying to get them to vote and persuade them. There you go, Miss Rihanna. Mm -hmm. Trying to get them to vote in their direction. In other words, if they were Democrats and they tried to get them to vote. Okay, I guess I was just trying to figure out what kind of venue was it. I was trying to figure out what kind of venue was it. Was was that a church? It was November. November, Well, no, it was in the community center. Trying to intimidate people to vote in the direction that they want them to vote in rather mm-hmm. than the way that they went into the ballot box to vote. In particular, if they are Democrats and then this uh, person who is working in 
in the ballot box as or in in the location. Well, well, as wait, a, wait, wait, let me just say this. Let me just say this about that. Look here, what I'm saying about that is that we just had an election. Uh, the they the, they went to court a lot. Uh, the judge looked at all kinds of stuff. It just wasn't that much of that going on. I'm just saying it. It just wasn't that much of that going on. Now, if you have some, if you have some information other than anecdotal to you know cite, but you know, but basically, you know, like just there's just not that much voter fraud going on. I mean, that, that's not look. Our, our big problem ain't ain't voter fraud. Our big problem is we got folks trying to stop us from voting. You and know, that, and so that's what I mean. Right. And but we're not talking about voter fraud. We're not talking about voter fraud. We're actually talking about voter suppression, and we're talking about voter intimidation. You're trying to intimidate me to make me, I'm standing at the ballot box, getting ready to cast my vote. You're trying to intimidate me by pushing me to vote for somebody that I didn't come there to vote for. Oh, okay. Well, here's my vision of vote intimidation, what I see. When I see, when I see them making all these different Laws and all these different state houses trying to trying to suppress the vote. That's to me, that's intimidation because okay. because they're intimidating you with state laws about you know and, and basically and basically just to keep you from voting. You know, mm-hmm. so that's my or version getting of you to intimidation. Or getting you to vote or getting you to vote for their candidate rather than for the candidate you decided that you wanted to vote for when you left to go. No, that particular thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me say what. Okay, that particular thing you're talking about is happening, but it's happening, and I'm getting an example where it's happening at, like down in, like down in the valley. It's happening that type in of thing Tyler, you're talking Texas. About. It happened in Tyler, <laughs> yeah, Texas. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's happening down there where, where, where they feel. Look here, all them people died for COVID, and then when the election came, they voted for Trump. They asked them, "Well, why y'all vote for Trump?" They said, "Well, it's an economic issue." No, that's intimidating. They're, they're intimidated. See, that's and that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. That's yes. that's the point. Miss Rihanna, you have some comments mm-hmm. on that. Well, another form of intimidation and suppression, both, in my opinion, is you know a sitting president of the United States, for example, um, you know, uh, completely defunding and dismantling. Uh, the civil rights division of the uh, okay. attorney general's office, uh, you know, uh, completely ignoring consent, the consent decree that the, the uh, that we've had that the federal government has had with the Republican Party since the '80s, because they were sending out uh, quote unquote poll watchers to intimidate voters. And a sitting That's president what I'm looking about. at all of his Nazi and white supremacist followers and saying, hey, go to the polls. Watch them because they're going to cheat. Go to those cities, you know, those Democratic-run yeah. cities where they cheat. Yeah. Go out there and, and watch them. He's not telling them just go innocently be a good citizen and, and watch the polls. He's telling militias. And white supremacy, and I use the term militia really loosely. He's telling domestic terrorists to go to cities. (laughs) And I mean, he's using all kinds of dog whistles and bullhorns to say, you know, go and intimidate people. Go to all those places where they're not going to vote for us and intimidate them. And these are the same people, by the way, who threw a fit when uh, 
two mm-hmm. quote unquote new Black Panthers were at a polling site in Philadelphia what, yeah. ten years ago. And, oh, and they there weren't even two of them. <laughs> right. And they weren't even there. And, and it was their polling place. They were there with their guns so that they couldn't be intimidated. <laughs> exactly. And so, so I want people to know that voter intimidation is actually a felony, right? Yes. It's against it, the law. It, yes. To try. Yes, it's against the law. And you, you can pay a fine for that. You can even go to prison for voter mm-hmm. intimidation. And I think, I, well, I mean, it's a small amount to find it. Go ahead, Pastor Cooper, sh- I can hear you. Sure, sure. We're going to say, though, Sherry, you and I are old enough to know, remember when the police, when they, when they said the police parks at the vote poll places. But go ahead. You know, that, that, was, mm-hmm. that, that was intimidation, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah, also look at Georgia. <laughs> They just passed a law there in Georgia. I think it was today. Uh, restriction bill passes. Did y'all see that? The voting restriction. Yes. Yes. Uh, I haven't seen any news know, today. No. Yes. So, so we're dealing with it right there. Uh, a bill to restrict ballot drop boxes require more ID for absentee voting and limit weekend early voting days passed in, in, in the Georgia House on Monday amid protests that the proposals would make it harder for voters to participate in democracy. Mm-hmm. So th- these things we're fighting. And then I-, I had a campaign work. I flew out here uh, in the last campaign, and he said, my goodness, I never realized there were so many flags in Texas. And he was coming up the back roads, the rural roads. You know, that's a new standard right. now for the rebel flags and the Confederate uh-huh. flags mm-hmm. and all right. of that. Right. So the new so that, that's vote intimidation when you're in a certain neighborhood yes. or getting ready to go vote in a certain poll. People don't realize that. Uh, the the other thing <laughs> is um, when when you put out signs, uh, you can have Trump sign everywhere. No one's going to touch it. Matter of fact, it's going to look right. pristine and brand new. But when we right. put out a Biden-Harris sign, and it's so that's sad, it. and, and, and yeah. it hardens my heart, and it makes me just want to quit and ball up and put my head in the sand. But then it makes me fight harder because I see yeah. – our, our local sheriff sign the head decapitated from the sign. This is our African American sheriff, the second term mm. election, and the only thing they did is help her get elected again because there's some people went and voted, didn't vote for anything else. They didn't vote for the president, they didn't vote for him. They voted for her right. to become sheriff. Uh, I, I'm just telling you, so they really helped us. Uh, the voting intimidation is, is, is real. Uh, I have to be careful yes, in my yes. own yard to put up my own sign where I live. Isn't that something? There are zero Isn't signs of Biden Harris. Uh, I'm the long ranger when my sign, boy, they see those teeth out there, boy. And you can tell. And I double dog there because I put it right there where my cameras are because I want to find out who takes it down. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Very go. good. And then, there, and then there's that voter, that voter suppression where they just work really, really hard. I mean, to keep people from getting registered and getting to the polls, period. Now, that intimidation mm-hmm. that we were talking about is people already registered. They're already at the polls. They're getting ready to vote, but they're being pushed to say, no, this is who you need to, to vote for. Or as soon as they get out of the cars, uh, they, they're approaching. There's nothing wrong with asking people at the polls. Uh, to the, here, here's this candidate and that I'm supporting, and this is why I'm asking you to vote for him. That's normal uh, uh, campaigning, but 
but to but to suppress or, or, or to push people to to vote for something that they're not voting for is just not acceptable. Not acceptable. Well, gentlemen, let me tell the one thing that I want. Oh, uh, Dr. Hackney says, uh, "Let me in on the show." <laughs> Come right in, Dr. Oh. Hackney, and then we have—I believe we have Miss Faith Chatham on. I think Miss Rihanna, uh, are you showing the five one two number? Yes, I've but, got yes. both of okay, those okay. lines open now. Okay, oh, I'm muted. Doctor, yeah, yeah, Dr. Hackney, we're going to bring you in on this conversation. We're going to bring Miss Faith in on. Go ahead, Dr. Hackney, and, and come on in, and then we'll bring Miss Faith because I know she has a lot of information for us. Go ahead, Dr. Hackney. How are you doing? Greetings. Good evening. Everybody's voice. There was that, that was one question I asked about. You know, we had a discussion earlier in one of our Zoom meetings earlier about the, the, the uh, churches in East Texas. There was a statement made that the uh, pastors, oh, they, they, uh, I know you've heard this before, the uh, mixing uh, religion or church service with politics. Uh, that's a that's an old um, doc. You may want to come in on this. And that came up yeah. earlier. That, you know, here in East Texas. Uh, uh, I, I wouldn't say total rural East Texas. I see it all over Texas, but that is a major issue in East Texas. Can you all address that? How how do you approach pastors who had an old fear of, of of losing that church? You know that old fear five or six years ago. <laughs> that we we don't even right. mention elections and voting in the, in the church. So you, can you all come in on that? Because that's a major issue. Oh, we talked about that earlier excellent. today. Excellent. I'm glad you brought that up. I want to turn that over to Pastor Cooper and let him open us up and dialogue on that. And then we'll talk a little bit about separation of church and state. We're even going to bring this faith in on that conversation. That okay. is absolutely very important. Go ahead, Pastor Cooper. Well, what we have to keep in mind, especially pastors, uh, you can, just like being president of NAACP, you cannot endorse anyone from your pulpit. You cannot say that the mm-hmm. church is endorsing. Now, uh, mm-hmm. you can step down and, and you can walk around and you can share your opinion, but you cannot stand from the as some people call it, right. the bully pit. Right. And you cannot mm-hmm. dissuade your, your members. Yeah, right. the bully pulpit. And you can't do it because you can lose your 501-3C. Uh, right. And, right. Um, but a lot of churches have been grandfathered into that because they were around 130 years, 140 years. And a lot of them don't even have the 501, but they treat them as such because they've been grandfathered into it. Uh, so you just have to be careful about what it is you, you, you're doing. And plus, we don't want to lose the power of the church. And in these days, uh, like Dr. Uh, Lewis Gates did uh, the research in the history of the African-American church, mm-hmm. it still has this power of persuasion. And, and, and plus, we all know our issues, our roundtable issues, our kitchen table issues. So when you're telling them to vote and you tell them to get out the vote, they know what their heart, the, the heart is. And, and, and you present, okay, this is the candidate for this, this is the candidate for that. And if you have a Republican or Democrat, that's, uh, if you open the floor to one, you have to open the floor to the other. That's why a lot of churches don't, don't uh, even open up their floors for the candidates to speak. They will acknowledge that we have officials in the, in the uh, auditorium, in the sanctuary, right. or they will acknowledge that they, uh, they let them stand and announce who they are. So it depends on what, what church you're in. Uh, there are some churches out there that's very political, but they are professional at that, and they know the, the guidelines and, and how far to go. Right. Okay. And that that's great, uh, Pastor Cooper. And I, I want to jump in to say, and Pastor Cooper kind of touched on it a little bit, is that, first of all, 
churches are already nonprofit. Anyways, they don't really have to get a 501c3. They really don't have to because they are not for profit. And, and then the other thing is that the that pastor or the preacher or the minister, uh, whatever you call your person in your, uh, in your church, uh, they can say, they can encourage you to register to vote and get out to vote. They cannot tell you who to vote for. They can even tell you who they're going to vote for. And so, and, and, and so that's that silent uh, information that Pastor Cooper is talking about is that, that the, the, the preacher may say, you know, I'm, I'm going to vote for this person, but you vote for whomever. I'm not telling you who to vote for. I cannot endorse you. I cannot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you decide. All I'm telling you is that your voice is important, and you should cast that voice, and you should get out there uh, to vote. They can say that, even, at, even with a 501c3 nonprofit status. They can say that. Now, a lot of people want to keep the church the separation of church and state, and we can talk about that in a few minutes, but we're going to bring in uh, Miss Faith Chatham. We're going to bring you in, and you can make some comments on this subject that we're talking about, and then uh, later on down into the show, we're going to uh, have you, let you have the opportunity to talk about your candidate. Go ahead, Miss Faith. Miss Faith, if you press one, uh, is her line open, Miss Rihanna, the 512 line? Uh, Five one two, yes. Yeah, Miss Faith, go ahead. We, she's probably has her phone muted. Go ahead, unmute oh, your phone and speak to it. There you muted, are. Even though it's still showing muted, can you hear me? Yes, we hear you great. Thank you. Go yes. right ahead. I don't have a lot to say about this. I've been so frustrated about separation of church and state for so many years. I think when George Bush came in and did. Uh, open faith-based uh, money from the government to go to faith-based groups, we were really mm-hmm. violating our constitutional freedom as Christians. One of the reasons that our fa- our country was founded was a bloodbath that happened in England over the state religions. We do not want someone telling us what their religion is and cramming it down our throat. And yet at the same time, that doesn't mean that we should not have the, the privilege of expressing our 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 choice for a candidate. There is a difference, I think, between the campaigning for a candidate and having money come from the government to to uh, do a program. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that there's some people I know that uh, that Bishop Jakes would definitely disagree with me on this. But I believe that once we start taking money from the government for programs, then that fits into a slippery slope where they can come in and tell us what we believe spiritually. So it's, it's an, important, uh, an important situation. But what we're seeing, on the other hand, is voter suppression and voter intimidation. And, they mm-hmm. have, and, that is a, and I think they do that whether or not there was any grants going into the churches. But it's so much bigger than just in the churches. For instance, um, just on your voter registration cards, everybody that's listening, I hope you'll go to the voter database and look up your voter registration card. And if you're in Texas, it's going to say A or S. And if it says S, that means you better register again because they have kicked you off the voter rolls. Mm. And that's suppression. That's straight out 100% suppression. 
And mm-hmm. the neighborhoods that were likely to get kicked off of the voter rolls are going to be Democratic neighborhoods. Mm, that's important. Yeah, because they'll, mail out, they'll say they mail out a card, and if the card comes back, they kick you off. Well, I know people that have lived in the same house for 18 years, and they've, they've showed up as S's. So I always go in and look at my precinct when I'm working a precinct. I go about a month before the a good month before the election, and I look and I see on the voter registration card that I'm registered the right way, and it says that I am A, not F. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and right now, before May, we need people to be doing that before May first, so you can <coughs> send in your voter card and get get it all straightened out. Because you don't want to run Absolutely. in a few minutes before the poll closes and find out that you're suspended. That's right. Very good. Great mm-hmm. point. Great we point. did it for that's the last good. cycle. Right. Great point. Dr. Hagney, did that kind of help you uh, oh, with, uh, yeah. with your discussion today? Oh, yes. That, it shows that, right. the, you know, so like correct information out there with the pastors, you know, that was right. excellent. That matter what they can do, they are so locked in what they can't do, not find out what they can do. And that's, that, that's, that's the issue. So it's back to being um, – Become an information center for the neighborhood, as we talk about all this health care and other issues. Uh, churches must become the information center, not only involved, but everything else we're facing in our community. And we have to get the pastors on board that we communicate and partnership without the fear of thinking on uh, suggest they vote. But I think they, they just need to know the facts. Absolutely. And you, everybody knows this that's from the African-American community. Whenever information needed to be put out to the community, to the black community, it, always, mm-hmm. it was always disseminated through the black church, right, uh, the African-American churches. Exactly. Uh, and, I, you know, and let me just share with you guys, I literally hate that term, black church, white church. Uh, that's mm-hmm. such yeah. a separatism. Uh, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's real. It continues to exist even to this day. That we're right. the most segregated day of the week is on Sunday morning exactly. when people are going into their house of worship. Any comments mm-hmm. in regards to right. to that statement? <laughs> Pastor Cooper, let me start with you. That's Absolutely. The no, you, of the you, house. <laughs> 40, 50 years ago, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King said it's the most segregated area of the time, uh, mm-hmm. 11 o'clock hour. Uh, on Sunday, it, it still is, and it's a, it's a shame of still that. Still is, uh, yeah. Uh, it, it still is, and, and I watch Doctor, uh, I watch T.D. Jake's church, and you find a handful of uh, Caucasian folks there, and the, the cameraman will stay right there, glued to them, because the rest are mostly black, and, and it's it's sad because he brings such a powerful word, and everyone can benefit from it. The the, the other thing that we we have is um, whenever I'm doing these zooms, I was on a zoom with El Paso today, and. And I got to speak the other day. I was on a Zoom uh, in another uh, county. And, and so, uh, oh, I know, I was on a, a radio show, and someone was interviewing me. And I said I was reaching out to my uh, Anglo brothers and my uh, uh, black and brown brothers uh, out there. And, and the young lady asked she said, why do you keep saying you're reaching out to people that's not reaching back to you? I said, and why wouldn't I? I said, if we have to, if you, y'all going to make me preach on this show. I'm trying not to. <laughs> In order to uh, have friends, you must first show yourself friendly. You know, even if they're okay. not showing you friendly. And uh, Dr. Michelle Obama said that when they go low, we go high. And we have to continue to practice that. Even though we want to and desire to cut someone's ear off, we cannot. Correct. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Anybody, Mr. Arthur, you have any comments on that? And then we're going to give Miss uh, Miss Faith an opportunity to talk about uh, her candidate that she's pushing. We we always like to balance. We always give uh, Pastor Cooper an opportunity to talk about himself as his candidacy. And so, we'll, Miss Faith has a candidate that she's representing tonight, and he's no stranger to any of us, and all of us, as a matter of fact, are supporting uh, him. But uh, I know that she'll have some words to say. But, Mr. Arthur, you have anything in, any more in regards to our voter suppression and um, our voter ID laws? We can talk about that. We know that there's there's a, uh, about 14 states, I believe, that, that started that, that strict voter uh, ID laws. And, of course, uh, the great state of Texas is one of mm-hmm. those. But, Mr. Yeah. Arthur, go ahead. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, Jeff, everybody just stay focused on, you know, the voter suppression is real. Uh, if you see something, say something. We need to work out. We, we, we need to bring the uh, Stacey Adams, uh, Stacey Abrams uh, program here to Texas, and we need right. to go to work with. That's that's absolutely correct. And so we can get some people registered and then get them voting, but also to get the right candidates in office that's going to represent all yes, of it. So. Isn't it isn't it refreshing to see? how President Biden and Vice President Harris is, is working across uh, party lines. They're not even focusing on any party lines. They're focusing on the people. He was right. sent there to work That's for good. the people, and that is exactly what he's doing. Would you guys agree? That's I agree. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Very Absolutely. good. Yeah. Okay, Ms. Faith, this is your, your opportunity to talk about your candidate, and we'll move on uh, to you now. Well, I have the indomitable... First Sergeant Daryl Eddings, Jr., U.S. Army, retired as my candidate. And, of course, he's Dr. McCullough's candidate because she's his treasurer. And I am his, <laughs> I'm his campaign manager. We're taking a, a, a leaf out of Miss Rihanna's book, and I'm running his campaign from Austin. We have a field director on the ground. But there are several things. This, ours is not the only race that's going on this month. We have runoffs in Louisiana featuring some good candidates. And there's runoffs for Congress in the 2nd and the 5th District. And it would be real interesting. Now, the the election is actually, um, that runoff is coming up in March. The the election is in March, and then they have a runoff probably April 24th. And there is one very exceptional uh, African-American lady that is running, and she just barely missed the runoff when she ran last year. And the young man that won was only 41 years old, and he won. And a day after he was supposed to be sworn in, he died of COVID. So she mm. is now mm. running again. So y'all might check in on that Louisiana race. But first wow. sergeant is running. First sergeant is running in a district when I ran the where I ran a, a campaign there about four, in 2014. And he's we we managed to turn that district purple, and that's the district that Joe Barton used to have. But it is now the district that was occupied by Ron Wright. And so we've had in that district a continuous 40 years of extremists. Phil Graham ran as a Republican, and then he worked for a Democrat, and he ran as a Democrat. And he got in trouble with the Speaker of the House. And he switched parties to Republican. And so the Congressional 6th District has been Tea Party, extremist, Republican for 40 years. But Daryl Edwards, Eddings, 
First Sergeant is the best person. If anybody can really turn it to blue, I truly believe that First Sergeant can. But it's not going to be easy. And we need a lot of you who are listening who think, well, what can I do? Well, we're, we're, we're running this race during the pandemic. Most of it's being done virtually. So if you're in Kansas or if you're in California or if you are in West Texas, or if you're just locked in your house and don't want to get out of it, if you have a cell phone, if you have a computer, you can help us. We're going to be doing a lot of Zoom. We're doing a lot of, of outreach in that way. We need you to get onto social media and to, if you if you know First Sergeant, if you know Daryl Eddings, Eddings, and I know that many of you do because he was always at, at, at Dr. McKellar's side, You've met him on the air. If you know him and you believe that he is who we need in Congress, please get on social media, get onto his Facebook page, get onto his Twitter page, and tell people what you know about him. When you see on Facebook that there is a Zoom town hall meeting, please come in and join us and tell people how you know it because a lot of the folks that are going to be voting will not have the opportunity to meet him face-to-face because of the pandemic. I was overcome thinking, how in the world do you get 500, 600 signatures during a pandemic? Well, when you have Shirley McKellar and Mm -hmm. Daryl Eddings, you can get it done. They're all, in in two days, they're almost halfway there. They'll round it up tomorrow. So um, you can do anything that's really important. But there are a lot of Democrats. And a lot of Republicans and a lot of independents are going to be on the same ballot. And it's going to be a free-for-all. And we have got to get him to get 50% plus one vote. If we can get 50% plus one vote, you will have a solid, sane, smart, humble, hardworking, serving man of integrity sworn in to the United States Congress to serve your interest in May, not in June, not in August, not two years from now, but in May, in early May, he can be in D.C. casting votes that will make the difference in your lives. So help Very us out. Good. That's well put, uh, Ms. Faith. And go ahead and give us uh, the uh, website. And the website is on. not active yet, but it will be active soon, okay. and it's Eddings for Congress, E-D-D-I-N-G-S for Congress.com. Our Facebook page is Eddings for Congress TX6, because he's running in the Texas District. Our Twitter is Eddings for Congress Texas 6. So uh, go into Twitter and follow him on his Twitter page. Go into Facebook and join that Facebook group. It's public. When you get in there, start sending invitations to all your friends. And if you live, uh, we'll be doing uh, virtual phone banking. So if you have time to do virtual phone banking, go to the web page later this week once we have it active and sign up to phone bank with us. And... um, because we really need a lot of help. And if you have boots and are ready to travel, if you've gotten yourself some COVID shots and you're ready to come to the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, 
We are going to be doing literature drops. We're going to be doing them safely. We're not going to be knocking on everybody's door to talk to them like normal because a lot of people don't want to talk to you because they're afraid because of COVID. But, you know, sometimes somebody will open the door and talk to you. But we're going to be doing literature drops. The, the district that he's running in is practically all of Arlington, Meadowbrook and Fort Worth. It goes south in Fort Worth, south of I-30, uh, I-20, and goes on uh, half, of, half of that district. It picks up all of Mansville, all of Ellis County, and all of Navarro County. So if you know anyone who lives in that area, start lambasting them with the literature we have out there about it. And if you want to come up there and help us with visibility events and literature drops, get in touch with us. It'll be on your own dime, you know, but come on because a lot of us have traveled for Hillary and Obama and, and Bernie and we've gone to other states and helped. Well, this time we need people to come help us get, that up, get another Democratic seat in the United States Congress because that margin isn't big enough. And besides that, we've got too many in there that believe that they have an oath to the molden idol instead of an oath to the Constitution. So we need to really get First Sergeant in there because he's a man of integrity and he, was, he, he has his values in the right spot in his heart. There's nobody I know that has a bigger heart than Daryl Ed. That's right. I mean, That's right. It, 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 you can't get a bigger, bigger heart. But he, well, he, yes, he puts right. behind his heart problem solving. When he meets somebody, he's automatically thinking, how can I help them? But he's not thinking about just how I'm going to be able to take care of their immediate need. He's out there trying with Dr. McKellar to figure out how they can put a program together so nobody else will be going through the same thing. And what they do is that more times than not, they've pulled it off. They have done more together than most governmental agencies do for people in East Texas and, and in his neighborhood. And so I know that he can work through these, this red tape. He has over 30 years of federal experience. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm talking a lot, but when I look at the okay. people that are running, um, COVID has changed a lot. There are three congressional seats open. Two of them are open, I know, because of COVID. I don't know about the third one. But the man that, that I hope Daryl is replacing had cancer, and he was stable. But he, hang out, he hung out with Trump. He hung out with all the people that didn't believe you're supposed to have masks on. He hung out with Louis Gomers. And what happened? Despite his cancer that was stable, he came down with COVID, and he was dead almost immediately. That's right. I'm going to to jump in. Ms. Faith, can we jump in for a second? Uh, And and I want to piggyback on to what Ms. Faith said in regards to uh, Daryl, First Sergeant's uh, background. We know that he's retired uh, federal marshal. He was a a police officer in in the military. So let's circle around and let's talk a little bit about, and I know that, Many of you guys have probably heard about this, uh, that the, there was a, and this troubles me every time I hear this, an inmate dying in custody. Now, how does an inmate that's in custody, that's Harrison County, we know where Harrison County is, right? Mm-hmm. Harrison yeah. County, 
Texas Rangers are investigating uh, this case in Harrison County after an inmate dies in custody. So for Sergeant, that's his profession, right? He spent a lot of time uh, in that profession. This happened, this is in East Texas. Everybody knows where Harrison County is, right? Mm-hmm. Marshall right. Area. Right. Miss right. Faith, Faith comes from Harrison County. Talk a little bit about that. How does that happen? I mean, I, I'm I'm so overwhelmed that that you don't you don't watch uh, uh, inmates that you know may have some kind of medical issues uh, that we're not checking uh, people out when we bring them in and asking them questions. Uh, we just throw them in there, lock them up, forget about them. They're um, in, they're not humans. Let's talk a little bit about this because we talk we talk a lot about. Uh, Pastor Cooper got got uh, a lot of prisons set up down there in his area, Beaumont, yeah. Port Arthur area. We yeah. got a lot of them in East Texas. We got them uh, on down whatever those cities are called back down east. What, uh, Dr. Hagney, uh, you know they're out there past where you are, going back oh, down yeah. in that right. direction. Sure, <laughs> right, right. And all of yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go. Absolutely. When, how when Sheriff, Sheriff Lupe Valdez took over the Dallas uh, jails, that was one of the biggest problems of her predecessors because people who were mentally ill, people who had health problems, were mis- people who were diabetics were mis- mistaken for being drunk, uh, people yeah. who had drug problems, you know, and they would go into withdrawal, and they were just thrown in there and no one was advocating for the mentally ill. And there were so many deaths that one of the first things she had to do was go and make sure that nobody died in the jail and make arrangements with, with the hospitals to come in and actually have a unit within the jail. Um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a much bigger problem everywhere than people comprehend. And then there is yes. the abuse where they beat the daylights out of them or they purposely hurt them, you know. And so it's, 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 a, it's a big problem. It is a big problem. Okay. Anybody questions? Uh, any questions for for Miss Faith? Um, oh, I just want to mention like, that. Like that, that go, go ahead, Doctor Hag. Oh, okay. I just I just want to mention what? that uh, northern northern part of our territory that Arlington, Fort Worth, and down over have a lot of relatives and classmates and a lot of contacts in that area. Oh, yeah, I will. I will. I'll do that. Go ahead. When they have a Zoom or when you have an event, uh, you know, I double mask and come on over there. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I have to walk by faith, not by sight, because we are essential workers. So I pray for Dr. McKellar. I see her around the state of Texas and Dr. Nancy and all of the all of you that have to move around. Uh, unfortunately, we have to. That's what our mandate is. Uh, so when you have events like that, just reach out to us, and we'll come by and help support because we need someone like this uh, in, in that position, in that area. And, and very We're good, going, we've got several things because – wait just a minute, uh, Ms. Faith. Uh, you're right, uh, Pastor Cooper, because I believe in coordinated campaigns, and so these yes. are your constituents as well. So we want to make sure yes. that we get your faith out there and all about everywhere. Uh, working Absolutely. together works. Working together works. Go ahead, Ms. Faith. We have several. Uh, First Sergeant is coming down here to Austin to file his 
paperwork, and we're going to do a press conference. It's going to be uh, virtual. We're going to try to do Facebook Live and Zoom. I'll be putting that out on the uh, on the Facebook site soon. We don't know what time because we have to figure out what time he's coming. And then we have three Zooms scheduled next week. And if you send an email, we'll, we'll send you the login. One's going to be on the 5th at 5. One's going to be on the 6th at 6. And the other one's going to be on 7th at 7. And those are going to be a Zoom rallies for, for, for him. And so we really uh, appreciate y'all joining in on those and telling people about them. That's excellent. Great, great That's job, Miss Faith. Miss uh, Faith is a, an amazing uh, politico. Believe me, I've known her for years, and she's worked with me on my campaign. She is outstanding, brilliant. Uh, as she said, she comes from Marshall, Texas, and she actually used to write. She's a journalist, an amazing writer, and so she actually used to be uh, part of the Marshall Messenger there in Marshall, Texas, and uh, she's got a lot of history that went on in East Texas, and we've talked mm. about a lot of the things that she knows uh, up close and personal firsthand. So thank you, Ms. Faith, for that. We appreciate that. Was That was outstanding, outstanding. Uh, Mr. Arthur, do you have any questions, any comments, or anything? And uh, Ms. Rihanna, you can come in, too, and, and, and make some comments in regards to, because every, everybody knows that Daryl, Eddings is not a stranger to any of us who are on this, that, that are on stage. Maybe perhaps uh, Dr. Hagney may not know him to the extent that we do, but, but those that are on stage with us tonight that's talking and dialoguing, we all I'm know from Edis County. No. <laughs> I'm from Ennis County. I'm from Ennis County. Uh, from Ennis. From Ellis County. And I'm still, that's right. And we're sure and we're active down there. We're doing some uh, great things. We're working with the city to get the park done. We're, we're going to name it. Uh, we name the facility uh, Barack Obama. So, so dirt going. Dirt's going to be flying a little bit. So, out when we do all that groundbreaking stuff, I'll give you a call. You'll give you a call. Maybe you can come down and <clears throat> wonderful. And then let me let me just mention that this is a very very quick campaign. It's a two month campaign. This election mm-hmm. is May one, and so right. today is March one. So that lets you know that you got to have those boots moving fast on the ground (laughs) so that we covered a lot of territory. I I came up on on yesterday afternoon. We hit the streets on yesterday afternoon. We hit the streets all day long today, and we're going to be in the streets all day long tomorrow. Uh, I do have to head back for a very important meeting, Dr. Hadney, on on Wednesday that we're going to be talking about the rollout the rollout. As we know, J&J, Johnson & Johnson came out with their vaccine that's on the yeah. streets. Uh, and then, so we're going to be, believe me, President Biden has worked to get these vaccines made and rolled out across America. So we're mm-hmm, going to be mm-hmm. talking about and having our meeting at the city about how we're going to roll out all of these vaccines, and Dr. Hagney and I, he may talk about a little bit more about this. Uh, he started our um, minority task force of medical people, and he included elected officials. He included the pastors and preachers uh, and community servants and activists in the community. And so we're going to make sure that the African Americans who want to take this, these vaccines 
uh, will take the vaccine. Dr. Hagney, any comments or anything that you I, want to I, come, I, jump in there and add? I think you said it. I also want to mention uh, this past Sunday, our task force at this national quest for the hour of prayer. <clears throat> yeah. And I just want to report that, that uh, the report received back today there, that went out over about 120,000 churches That's nationally right. and internationally. <laughs> that was and that was our first reach out of for us, marking the Net Healthcare I Task Force. So the first That's marking okay. was uh, that because I just that was just amazing that many people responded over hundred some thousand people not only national international responded that I would pray. But uh, you, yeah. like you were saying earlier, we cannot zoom earlier today. The uh, there's a blessing the Johnson Johnson vaccine out there, but there are a lot of negative concerns also. We had really got to monitor that. That was a question. I zoom in here. How equally will it be dis- distributed? Uh, and that it was assurance from President uh, Biden and the group, uh, Mr. Smith, uh, saying they are monitoring that. Now, the yeah. public needs to know that because the concerns are that there are some negative concerns. They are saying they're trying to push the idea if uh, if uh, um, Johnson Johnson was, was some of the discussion about lower activity would be pushed in the minority neighborhood because of that those numbers. And there's all this other discussion that they should be given to areas because of the one shot. So there's going to be a lot of issues out there, and it's very exciting. I'm, I'm really impressed that you're having that Zoom meeting on Wednesday. But also, yes, I'll be trying to be frank and honest here. In the state of Texas, we need to monitor. Yes, sir. We uh, Because we can't trust what they say they're going to do. we got to be on the ground at the site. At the We're setting up That's some it. like 20 clinics in rural areas. And I just want to say we are partnering with a retail pharmacy. Uh, the initial problem we were going to have with the state of Texas could not confirm that they would have the vaccine at our site. God is awesome. God is blessed. There is a retail pharmacy chain that is going to partner with us with all our sites throughout Texas. They will order the vaccine. They will store the vaccine, and they will administer the vaccine. And you're talking about a blessing. That is a blessing yes. to the state of Texas. And so we'll talk, yes, we'll talk about that later on. But again, I, I just love uh, what you're doing and getting the word out, and also that balancing act. We have to balance in healthcare because we know what the uh, the, uh, the disparities are. We know what the equities are. We need to be on top of this, and we need to be involved. We need to be at the table, and, we, and it's so important. So, and also I'll let you know this this the sign up system they're talking about the internet and all that 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 is becoming a, a not a functioning theme from the minority community. Because look at us, who don't have the telephone, the internet, and Getting on lines and all that, so that's why we're designing these clinics. So with registering and online calls, and we're doing pre-registration, and a lot of other things to make sure that our community uh, uh, on the front line and receive these vaccines. But we still got to monitor the state and make sure they do what they're supposed to do. Absolutely, and thank you so much for bringing that out, uh, uh, Dr. Hagney, because if you know, if you've been keeping up with the statistics of how many have received the vaccination, how many uh, Caucasians have received the vaccination, uh, but then you look at how many uh, African Americans are dying from COVID, yes. uh, and then how many, the numbers are, are turned upside down. And so yes. people are saying, well, why are we not going to the most vulnerable people, those who uh, who have uh, compromising illnesses, why are we not vaccinating those persons first. And then the other thing is, is the list, uh, Dr. Hagney, and, and anybody can jump in on this, this conversation. It does not have to be just between Dr. Dr. Hagney and myself. Uh, but, but 
of getting disseminating it out into the rural areas and the communities where uh, people may not be able to come in to uh, Harvey Convention Center. Uh, they may live way out in the rural area. They may not be able to get into Longview uh, to get their, right. their vaccinations. So that's why we have to take health care to the community and not yes. have to be concerned with people trying to come and find it. And then the list of people signing up on four or five different lists and cannot get in to get the vaccination uh, because of whatever reason, uh, say, well, you don't have an appointment. Well, that's why we wanted to set up clinics where you don't have to have an appointment. Just come, and then they get on the computer and put you and put your information into the mm-hmm. system and give you, give you the little vaccine card to say when you Back. had your vaccine. Go ahead, guys. Anybody? Well, 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 let me say this right here about the system. Uh, You know, these things you talked about need to be documented because this is the system. This is the same lack of access that we had before COVID. Uh, Mm -hmm. We're just getting a great picture and a snapshot of of how it actually works. Uh, Now, and what I ask people to do is don't let don't let folks use the oh oh blacks don't want the vaccine routine. Mm -hmm. To mm-hmm. go around and get the stuff to everybody else. Uh, right. now, so, 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 so basically, so don't buy into that. First, you'd have to, first, you have to make it accessible to everybody, and then let's see, because you know there have been some educational processes that have went on since then. Yeah. So sure. we we don't know how much high tech that have been until we actually offer the vaccine to folks. So I'm just saying, I think if you you know after we did that, now if you see some resistance, then then you can say that. But 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 don't let them use that as an excuse to not give yeah, out a, a, a community access to this vaccine. Yeah, we're going to be oh, launching. So. We're going to be we're going to be launching our Facebook, uh, Instagram this month. So this uh, uh, May is March is our uh, uh, our upcoming month. So be aware, and we'll post everybody. Our Facebook will be there. Information's there. So we're blessing the community not only here East Texas but statewide and also nationally about our, our task force. Okay, very good. Uh, Ms. Faith, I think you were COVID trying to is, say something. The COVID vaccine is something that you don't need to be bashful and step back. I know that my friend Linda and I, we kept uh, we kept trying to get in. We call, I called for two weeks and couldn't find any place, and she called. Mm. Finally, when we heard they were opening an Austin hub, a bigger one, mm. Linda stayed mm. up all night, and she kept checking, and at midnight, it went live, and she called me, and I, we were able to get in that first day. I know a lot of people can't. My sister down in San Antonio has been calling around forever. She's older than mm-hmm. I am, and I'm 73 years old, and she still hasn't been able to get it for her and her family, and, and, and she's been trying. So, I mean, you, we need to be proactive. Mm-hmm. You can't just sit off on the sideline and expect it to come down like man of a, from heaven. Because there's mm-hmm. not as many shots as there are people. And mm-hmm. I have a wonderful young lady that, that helps me here. And I've been talking to her, trying to get her to go take the vaccine. And she's stumbling around still, not so sure she wants it. And, you know, I mean, you, you can't do that when you have kids at home and you're taking care of old people. You need to mm-hmm. get those vaccinations, take care of yourself. You might be a little bit sick for a day or two, but that's a whole lot better than having COVID and, and being so sick that you're going to die if you don't die. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, well, I didn't get sick with mine. I got nothing my, my with mine. I had, 
I have to fight and so the fight is like say, you know, I didn't, I didn't get to stay with mine, but but Shirley, I'd like to thank you for sending me to the VA. Otherwise, I'd be in one of them lines. Yes. Yes, sir, mm-hmm. I know it. And, and and for those veterans that are out there listening, you can go to the VA hospital in, in Dallas, Texas, or wherever you live. If you live in a different area where another mm-hmm. VA is, you can go and uh, and see that and get that, uh, get your vaccinations. And then uh, just, just a little bit of a dialogue on what Mr. Arthur was saying. And, and we understand that there's uh, there's been uh, – uh, generations of mistrust. Uh, people have been rooted in that generation of mistrust and the the legacy of uh, of the Tuskegee syphilis study and the Henrietta Lacks experience. But what I tell people is that this is a new day. Uh, yes, those things, those awful things, happened uh, to black people uh, back then. They were injected with the syphilis, uh, and and we know about uh, Miss Henrietta Lacks of blood. Uh, and all of that, but we, but it's not happening uh, today. We had 40,000 African Americans who actually participated in the clinical trials uh, for mm-hmm. uh, for the vaccine. So yeah. uh, so we, we sure have our sure. eyes on that. Go ahead. One thing was pointed out about that uh, about that issue was that in the Tuskegee uh, experiment, the issue was they wouldn't give us the vaccine. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, down, you know, you know, which which is not the case we have right now. Right now, <laughs> right now we're being off the vaccine. And, 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 and they injected them with the syphilis. Well, they injected them. You know, right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, they injected them with the syphilis. Right. So another thing we're looking at in our care and health care delivery system, if we look at the equity and disparity of care in our health care delivery system right now, is worse right. than any other study ever been done. That's see, true. that's yep. what we're doing. You know, we see what will what currently happen to our people right now in this healthcare delivery system. There's no comparison to what those early studies people trying to remember. There is more harm done being done to our people today throughout this country, right. and then right. we ever could think about. So, and those okay. not only getting that vaccine, we got to work on correcting this 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 despair that we see. In our community, and that's doing Access. more harm. Access, and then the also the information. Not only even the doctors. We talking about this even in the training in medical schools, all these professional schools. Right. They're going to they right. they right. train. They're going to train the way they're treated. We got to redo this system mm-hmm. because we are where now because the current system we're looking at. So we got to look at retraining all the healthcare professional people so they uh, so they know how to uh, react uh, with us. So that the disparity in healthcare mm-hmm. is doing more harm to us. And ever, we ever could think about in the sure. history of research. Very good. Ms. Rihanna, you have some comments? The congressional district where, where First Sarge is running has the highest infant mortality and the highest oh, wow. maternal mortality of any, of any developed country. Third world countries have fewer women die within six months of childbirth than in Dallas and Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. You hear that, that Governor Governor Coop, you hear that? He's got a lot of work, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, you know, you know, we talking about it a lot. But we tell you earlier, we do retraining. This this current system has to be redone. You know, the disparity of how people are trained and how they, and the response of their patients and all of the factors that we have to correct. You know, when we look at the uh, life expectancy in three years for blacks in six months with the virus. What does that tell you about? Because this is these systems have been around all. This is not new. 
been here. We got to change the foundation of these systems to address the issues what she just talked about. Yeah, my friend Saeed in Fort Worth, uh, we worked on that same program, still working on it because African-American woman in the state of Texas is still the first to die after childbearing uh, and in the United States. So these are issues that's been on the table that we have to continue to fight. The the other caveat I have for you quickly is that uh, in the rural areas, which I'm in the middle of a lot of those areas, Winnie, uh, Lumberton, uh, Jasper, these folks are not taking these vaccines, and so they're calling folks and loved ones in the neighborhood. So you need to keep a full tank of gas, and when you get that, receive that phone call that they refuse to take it, you need to run out and take their, their spot and get your loved ones back vaccinated because the, the, the vaccines are showing up in those rural areas, but they're not participating. We're going to be working with a, we're gonna be working with every, a pharmacy Every chain. time I, 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 I'm contacted to say, uh, Councilwoman, we have some extra uh, supplies where you send uh, people from the African-American community. And Dr. Hagney can tell you this. I immediately get on and yes, start calling yes, yes. the organizations yes. and call Dr. Hagney and say, mm-hmm. push, push the information out there so that people can get get in there. Let, let, let me just uh, switch gears, guys. Uh, we have our chief on tonight with us, uh, Chief Ron Spikes, and he wants to jump in and have some comments. We're always happy. Uh, when he comes in and joins us, Chief Spikes, are you there? I'm here, but I, I I'm enjoying the conversation right now. <laughs> I'm just listening in. I mean, it's y'all. You're covering a lot of subjects, and I'm just listening in. Thank you, Doctor. Okay. Well, yes, sir. It's always a pleasure to have uh, Chief Spikes in on it with us tonight. Well, I tell you what, with with this rollout that the, this administration is getting ready for, we're going to see a lot of. Uh, changes and and let me just also mention to you that I had I met with the um, Dr. Harold Wright who is African American who is on uh, the uh, who works actually for TEA Texas Education Association and mm-hmm. so uh, so uh, I'm actually going to be the the liaison between uh, between uh, Austin and the public schools of sending masks out. Uh, to all of the school districts around uh, the state of Texas, and so I'll be working closely with uh, with the school school districts here in East Texas and getting those masks out. Uh, but but I I want to see us take a look at other ways that we can safely open our schools. There are some ways out there. I was on this amazing Zoom with uh, the BlackDoctors.org, and I mentioned it to. Uh, to Dr. Hackney, uh, where there were these people were it was about 500 people that were on that Zoom uh, several weeks back when it first started, and then we meet periodically uh, to give updates of what's happening with the um, with uh, Cedric Representative Cedric Richmond, who runs the uh, public engagement for the Biden Harris campaign, and Dr. Fossey was on. He was actually one of our keynote speakers that night, along with. Uh, Dr. Marcella Nunez-Smith. And Mm -hmm. so so I learned that there were some other things that people are doing uh, in order to help to open up our country safely. Yeah, you still may have to wear the mask, but there's there's some really sophisticated things that some telecommunication companies, because here's what I tell people when they say, oh, they made that vaccine too quickly. And, And I say, look, people spent, they put everything aside, right? All other research people just put 24-7 into 
finding a vaccine and cures for COVID-19. Why? Because we were actually in a pandemic, a pandemic. Mm -hmm. Anybody jump in, Mm -hmm. comments from anybody anywhere. Pastor Cooper or Ms. Faith or uh, Mr. Arthur or Dr. Hagney, jump in and have your comments. And I'm going to step back. Yeah, you know know, that discussion about it's too quick to it. You know, I tell I tell all my lectures out to people selling them. First of all, we got to recognize who created all this, and we also have to recognize that man doesn't create anything; they discover it. And so, <laughs> it's, it's not it's not surprising that uh, you know with it, there you know there's someone else in, in greater control of all this. And so, when I tell people that uh, that you know, when we need to, it's not time and something fine; it's just matter who found. It. And so it was already it was there. The cure for these viruses has been here all along. Even the virus was here. When God say I created and I'm finished, it was all done then. So what we've done what we've been doing afterwards is just discovering what's been out there all along. And so it's just a blessing that we're able in this country Good to point. imagine be able to develop three drugs. three effective drugs in what, what yes. less than a year? That's amazing. Yes. That that and, and, mm-hmm. and and when you think about the research that people put their research in there, again, that's America. But we we need to look at that and see not only portion the shortness of it, but the effectiveness of it. Because that's what we got to yes. that's what we got to get people to take the vaccine, not worrying about it because it's short time, but find understanding of the effective vaccine and then take the vaccine. Okay, well, let me throw something in there for us to, to dialogue and discuss. Uh, Dr. Hagney and, and team, let's let's look at the drug penicillin, and and I can tell you that I'm allergic to amoxicillin, penicillin, amoxicillin, and and Dr. Hagney is, is a, a doctorate in pharmacy, so he knows drugs like the back of his hand, and he knows that, and we know that the research was done, and penicillin was was. Uh, Clinical trials were ha- uh, handled, and those drugs became very effective drugs. But amoxicillin is not an effective drug for me. I can't take it unless you want to get rid of me because I was given amoxicillin, and I spent seven days in a hospital uh, with a tube down my throat because I, was, I had a drastic allergic reaction to it. But I'm, I, I would never say that don't take penicillin because it does this, this, and this to me. And that's what people are saying about vaccines. Oh, they took the vaccine today and they died. Well, what did they die of? Exactly. And then that person could have been allergic to it, right? Exactly. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and exactly. The point Sorry, go ahead, Pastor. Yeah, and the point also is that uh, we have side effects on, on lots of medicine that we that, take. And no, on every, no, every drug... Tell us about that yeah. side effect, uh, Dr. Hagney. <laughs> Every drug, right? You know, I, I, when I, when I, I, was talking, I was saying this. That's what we have to remember: the Creator and creation. You know, the body is created, but when we add, when we add anything foreign to the body, God made our body to respond to it. And, right. and I tell everybody, everybody's different. So one person might be more allergic, but that's what we have to look at. You, you, you think there are people respond to uh, aspirin and everything. You take too much of anything. But your normal body is going to respond to it. That's a That's defense it. mechanism of the body. Yes. So, is, yes, so right. you would, you know, any medication that you don't have a response to it, how would course of that medication? Because that's part of the activity of a medication. It has mm-hmm. to produce something. 
in a condition with your body or whatever. So when your body is developing a mechanism, that just means that's an effective drug. If you can take anything, yeah. you don't get any kind of response for it. I would advise. I would not advise you to take it. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. That came but from the pro. We got also, from the there you go. Miss Faith, also, they're, also, targeting, they're targeting the people who are the most vulnerable. Those of us who are the oldest and have the most uh, pre-existing conditions, so that if we were to get COVID, we'll have a better chance of living. That doesn't mean that we don't turn around and die of what was wrong with us already. And if there you, you know, and then people turn That's around true. and say, "Well, it was COVID." Uh, but I'd mm-hmm. like to jump in here, and I'd like to bring up something. When Dr. McKellar or, or I mean, or, or Dr. Hackney were to talk about uh, medical things, their word's going to carry a lot more weight. We have a governor who is considering lifting the mask mandate. Now, if I call Greg Abbott, he's not going to listen. But I'll tell you, if y'all were to work together and get a lot of your medical people to stand up and really make a ruckus right now, just because the death count is going down, that doesn't mean that it's down low enough. And he's going to raise it right back up with his stupid. That's right. That's 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 it. That's it. I'll say for a long time. I'm in the medical school we have in the state of Texas. I said, a lot I, from the from a year ago, I said what you just said. How in the world we align the uh, medical experts that are trained yeah. to do what they're supposed to do and took oaths and supposed to be doing? Why why are the mouths so quiet? So quiet, you know. And you know, and I agree with you. That's the, that's what's going to happen. That's what CDC is advising and recommending. So I I I just don't understand why medical. Uh, professionals in the state of Texas who are training doctors and everybody else. Why are yeah. they so quiet about this? They should be in the street protesting. Don't quote me on that. But, uh, but well, they, 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 <laughs> Dr. McKellar. They must have a hard time. They must. They must have a hard time working in law fields with those masks on. That's the only reason why he he, he want to go ahead and get get everybody out of them. Good point. Good point. Oh, oh, well, I think I, I want to just mention, you mentioned masks earlier. I received an email. Yes, the state uh, they actually they are actually shipping out these government yes. related related masks. Did you get that? You see that doc? I was going to send it on to well, you. Well, that's the meeting. That's the meeting I had on Saturday with the uh, with Doctor. Uh, Harold Wright, who is with, he is in charge of that, all of that. Okay, okay, okay. Yes, yes, and he was, he was, the reason why he reached out to me, he was looking for a representative to represent Texas, to make sure that all of these masks get disseminated out to all of the public schools. And so, so my, my discussion with him was, and, and then also, and I'll share this with you, uh, that I'll send this grant to you that he sent to me today uh, that, uh, that he wants uh, uh, East Texas to be a part of this. And so I'll share it. We'll, we'll, we'll forward it to you when we get off the Thanks. air. But, but, but you asked the question, that you asked about the medical schools and how Miss Faith brought out a strong point, how these medical, how the medical people are quiet and not stepping up and saying things. We have, Texas has a total of 14 medical schools and one are waiting for a full accreditation and, and two more is up and coming 
uh, getting ready to come. As a matter of fact, in Tyler, Texas, everybody yes. knows we're going to have yes. a medical school in Tyler. We have a pre we have a pre medical academy right now, and we're getting ready to have a medical school thanks to Dr. Kirk Calhoun and mm-hmm. Dr. Uh, Mike Tidwell, who came mm-hmm. together uh, and with the uh, University of Texas. And as well as the University of Texas Health Science Center, all under the same auspices of the University of Texas, obviously. And we're going to have a medical school. We're going to have plenty of them. And so these schools, uh, UT, uh, Southwest, Baylor, they're they're one of the top, in the top 30 medical schools in this country, guys, in the country. Right, Mm -hmm. UT Southwest, right here in Dallas, Texas. Right. Why is everybody quiet? That's an excellent question. Let's dialogue on why they're quiet. Ms. Faith has, has opened up. Because they're Republican. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. They're quiet okay. because, they're quiet ahead, because I, that same medical system that we talked about earlier, okay. it's, 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 it's infected everything. It's, it's just straight up crookerated. And you know everything's political, even though even those schools are political. Everything and is so, political. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And so until follow it, the so money. Until we, yeah, yeah, so money. until we redo the so until we until we redo those uh, systems, it's going to be like that. Now, in my past, NAACP uh, at that time I was president uh, is a, a young lady that was born to UT Southwest. You hear that she was coming out. Okay, now she 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 got caught in a situation where okay she was the only black person of course there, uh, and so basically they, they, they had a system where they would uh, they, they 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 worked in groups and the groups would, would like grade each other. Now I don't know I okay. I never heard, heard heard such thing. But anyway, but anyway, it's kind of peer it's kind of peer grading. Anyway, so to make long story short, uh, they you know uh, uh, you know through that process they 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 were mixed with a grade. And make it look like she was flunking when she wasn't. And so anyway, to make a long story short, you know, I you know had a meeting. I went out there and you know just basically met with them. And so they backed up. And so you know she's you know she's a, a physical therapist now. But my point is, even in those situations, it's political. Mm-hmm. Sure it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure it is. I think yeah, part of it is that they're overwhelmed and they're tired. I spent over a month in the hospital, and I had some of the most wonderful caregivers, but I had an opportunity to ask them questions and to listen. So many of our healthcare professionals have seen so much death. They've lost friends. They've lost coworkers. Yes. They've had to stay in isolation away from their families. They, mm-hmm. they have just been through so much that they haven't had – the energy left over to speak out. And then there's some that are in private practice that really aren't seeing that many, and they're not saying anything either. So I think it's the ones that are not on the front line as much that really need to speak out. But we have had elected officials in Austin that habitually do whatever they can to make the health of the people of this state worse. If it comes to gas drilling, They'll throw away all of the local ordinances so that you don't have any safety at all or any buffer between where your kid's playground is and where the pad sites and the pipelines are. If mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, um, I thought liability. I thought one liability. gas drilling, I've, I've they they thought one gas drilling uh, pad site in Arlington 
that they were going to put it right under the window. The, the, the frat pond was going to be within eight feet of the window of a critical care nursing home. There was no yeah, ordinance that prevented that. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can't just let the oil and gas company and the Republican donors write what is going to be right for this state. Do you, you remember that plant blew up in West Texas? You, you remember that? Oh, very well. Yeah, blew up. In West, okay, well, let me tell you why was able, okay, let me tell you why I was able to blow up. It, it was talking about Texas and deregulation. Did you know in Texas, as far as like, for like chemical plants and, and all that kind of stuff, you okay, on, on on the books, you should be able to walk into any of those plants and say, let me see your uh, chemical storage records and safety and so forth and so on. And you're exactly. supposed to be able to do that. And now, yeah. of course, now of course, the reality of it is, you can't you know you can't do that, and 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 you don't know that they don't did stuff crazy until something blow up like that, and it's like that all over the state of Texas. Yeah. Nobody, well, BP in uh, Pasadena. Nobody's monitoring another one. Passing another yeah. one. Nobody's monitoring British any of that here in Texas. Right. Oh, I, I was with you guys. Uh, Miss, uh, let's see, Mr. Arthur, I'm glad you brought that up. I was stationed in San Antonio at that time, and I had just gone down 35, passed through West, because that's the name of the city, right? West. Mm-hmm. Got through West. Got probably maybe five, ten miles on down, uh, heading into Austin, and the loudest noise of ever I have ever. It, it's like, and I'd already been to the war zone, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> that was amazing oh. and smoke. Oh, you were down there when it blew. Oh, you close to it when it blew up, huh? That's mm-hmm. my point. I was probably ten miles yeah. through west. Heading, I, I had heading back down to San Antonio. I was stationed in San Antonio at that time at Brook Army Medical Center for Sam Houston. That was amazing. Did you drive through West? Did you drive through through, through town? I had driven through West, coming Uh-oh. from Tyler. I had been home. Well, you know you uh, blessed. Tyler. Tyler. You know you blessed. Yeah. Are, are, you, oh, wow. are, you, are you are you telling me or asking me that <laughs> oh. question? You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Mr. Mr. Was, been with me all my life. Highly favored. Oh my goodness! I was on uh, oh, my goodness. five in Pasadena when that BP blew up. I was going to seminary. I was literally wow. the freeway shook, and I saw in the yeah. mushroom cloud. Uh, TP yeah. in here in Port Arthur blew up, and no one's putting these things together. And, and the lawyers, a few lawyers, are suing and. It's limited because about 15, 20 years ago in Texas, we had the tort reform where the human body is not worth what it should be worth anymore. I had friends that were lawyers that fought from that, uh, fought against that. And uh, it, it, it's a shame. And, again, we had the short end of the stick. And we felt that 20 miles away, people's doors blew off in, in Port Arthur and uh-huh. Needleland and Port Natchez uh-huh. after that explosion. Hey. Wow. I was living in Grand Prairie back in the 80s, and and um, neighbors about four blocks from me were complaining about smelling natural gas. They'd have the gas man come out, and they said they couldn't find anything. Well, mm-hmm. that whole neighborhood blew up. There were 100 houses knocked off of their foundation that all those houses were completely totaled. Now, the gas company said that it was sewer gas. But you know what? 
Mm. Gas company paid off on those houses. So I don't think it was sewer gas. We had pipes mm. all over Texas that had connectors on them that if you barely moved them, there was going to be a leak. And they had known oh, for, for years Deregulation. that those connectors were bad. And they spent 15, the, the state allowed them to have 15 years to get those bad pipes with connectors out from under our homes. That's what wow. allowing them to self-police will do. We need reasonable yeah, like the- regulation. Sound like the energy grid. Well, well, it's it's like the cheese factory investigating um, the rat investigating the cheese factory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like the, yeah. the the same people investigating themselves, you know. And we never get any place uh, and get down to the bottom of things, unfortunately. Well, no, that's the guys, rat going in just having lunch. It's just the rat having lunch. Great time. He's just having all kinds of cheese, right? But let's talk a little bit. You guys have you, you guys have dealt with this beautifully. Let's talk a little bit about CPAC. We know that uh, that CPAC. <laughs> somebody is real sick. <laughs> I'm gonna let you open that one. Let you open that. All right, now they dangerous. Don't laugh too hard, Ailey. Don't laugh too hard. That wasn't funny. Okay, that's very very dangerous in in this country. Let's talk about the dangers of uh, domestic terrorism uh, on, on our soil. Uh, you know, we got military people here on, on the line with Mr. Arthur, and, of course, uh, Ms. Faith has already told us uh, that uh, First Sergeant, that's why he's First Sergeant, right, uh, military man. Uh, and and the uh, Jan- it's just like January the 6th never happened, would you say? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. they're just looking right. It just means nothing. Let me tell you, Cruz was down there saying Cancun was awesome. Did everybody hear that? It's better than Florida. I love Florida, but Cancun was better than Florida. Better than Florida. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, Ted's so eating good lately, ain't it? Ted's eating good. Has he gained a few pounds? No. I mean, I mean he's a little skinny <laughs> when I first met him. When it first hit, Paxton has a vacation home in the mountains of Colorado. And the county judge in that county refused to let the Paxtons and all these uh, out-of-staters, uh, he basically said, if you're not a year-round resident, you're in a pandemic, our hospital can't support you. You're not allowed to come and use your house. So Paxton mm. and Dear Angela didn't get to go to Colorado and escape Texas during the worst of the pandemic. Mm. Wow. wow. Well, he's, a, he's the same one that suggested that uh, that people would die out, yeah. the herd immunity uh, kind of yeah. thing. And Dan Patrick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Paxton mm-hmm. and Dan yeah. Patrick. No. Wait, man, Patrick got Paxton. Let's get him straight now. Paxton or Paxton? This is Paxton. Paxton. Paxton this was said it, but also Dan Patrick Pax. said it. Dan Patrick said yeah, it, I'm, yes. Okay, Patrick wants to die. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Just let him die off, no problem. You know. Paxton just wants yeah. to kill him. Right. Mm-hmm. I right. will Did he really I have not I have looked up at, at, at national politics for the last four years, and I have told God that I wouldn't mind if he took some of them. So, you know, I mean, I didn't tell him to, but I wouldn't mind. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, 
You say, Dan, show okay. us how to do it. You say, Dad, you say we need that. Show us how to do it, Dan. That's what I kept saying. Show us how to do it. Yeah, but that's a spirit. <laughs> those spirits just jump out of one pig into another. They don't care. Those, those pigs, those spirits jump out of another pig, one pig to another before they die. So we have to continue that's to fight okay. this fight. Where they leave off, in other words, somebody else is going to pick up and carry on. Is that what that, you're saying? We got a terrorist political party on, on our hands, y'all. We got a terrorist political party. Yeah. A oh, terrorist political party. Yeah. We yeah. never had that before. Well, well, yeah, we did. We had that right after the first reconstruction. We had that after the, after the first reconstruction. Yeah, we did. We had a terrorist political party then called Dixocrats. You saw today so, the, uh, the CEO of Goya Foods. Uh, he's saying that President Trump is still our president, so he's on the fire yeah. now for that statement. Yeah. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. Well, well, there are people that still call him President Trump, not the former president mm-hmm. or. Uh, right. You know, we can only have one at a time, and they're just right. not accepting uh, this guy. But now he's he broke his silence, right? So he's back on the scene right. now. Right. Okay. And he he's repeating the these things. He's saying these things still. Now let me let's talk a little bit about uh, that guy named uh, Jim Jones. And uh, there were people people are saying, how can all of these people follow uh, this guy Trump? And I said, do you remember that guy named Jim Jones? Uh, almost 800 yep. people, not only did they follow him, David Correa, they same spent money. Same thing. Yes. They spent money. They got on an airplane, and mm-hmm. they flew across on the other <clears throat> side mm-hmm. to kill yep. themselves, right? They right. drank Kool-Aid. Right. So there are people yep. that will follow they don't think for themselves they'll follow anybody. Go ahead, Dr. Hagney. You, you sound like you got some comments well, in there. That, 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 is, that, is so, that is so true. You know, I think uh, this is another level. Of this. This, is a very, this is a very serious situation. It is. I think, I mean, with, with a, yeah. I think uh, I, I, uh, I, uh, national defense people and all that, they need to be concerned about the uh, uh, different laws. In there. They need to put their head together and see this is deeper than what happened. There in Washington D.C. and 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 also what's happened at the uh, CPAC, they need to look deeper because this been this been planned and been put together for a long time. These guys yeah, practice the back rules and strategy. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to go in Mexico. So we as a government okay. on the next because they they were saying their discussion possibly about when President Biden speaks before Congress some next yes. couple of weeks. Their discussion yeah. that that might repeat itself, and even they were asking yeah. people, they were saying they're not sure. Now wait a minute. Now, you see, they need yeah. to go uh, out. The people up there who's looking at this, the FBI and all that, they need to be serious about that. If, it, if it's if it's Lincoln out there, this is going to happen when President Biden speaks before Congress, whatever date that is. They need to be serious about that and and be prepared for that. Don't say we don't know. We just heard. We assume. We got to wait till we see it. We got to wait for the day for people to show up in Washington D.C. We got to get beyond that. We got to start thinking ahead of these people if that's possible, you know. But I just want to say that. I think we need to have a serious examination of white male leadership. We'll hear from Mr. Arthur and then we'll hear from Ms. Faith. Go ahead, Mr. Arthur. I believe we need to have a serious uh, uh, examination of white male leadership in America. And what does that mean? White male leadership. What is that? I mean, uh, you know, we know what it was, 
as we transition into this new America, what is it going to be? Now we know what they mm-hmm. wanted. We know what we know what the Republicans want it to be. You know, so you know, uh, uh, you know, as we go into this global economy, as America has to build back, build back uh, our, our reputation, the global economy is going to be looking, and the global system is going to be looking to black folks basically to see if we're included in this new America. If we're not. Mm-hmm. Then America's gonna get a whole another. It's gonna be a whole another reaction. So I'm just saying that, uh, 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 you know, we need to examine that. And as Black people, we need to take our positions because we are we are the guardians of freedom in America. We it, y'all. That's why every time we get something, everybody everybody gets something. It's the reason for that because we are freedom. Okay, Miss Faith, we we saw the we saw the. <clears throat> the threats during the last election cycle. I've worked a lot of elections in a lot of places, and I've seen some good stuff and some bad stuff. But I was, my hair was on end after uh, the incidents in Tyler where you had the Oath Keepers and the 3%ers standing on the corners of the, of the, of the square to intimidate people and assaulting people. And you saw that happening when the knocking Beto's bus, trying to knock a, uh, the the Biden, Biden off the road, Biden. and we mm-hmm. also had had uh, incidents just a few months before the uh, just a few weeks before that here in Austin, where um, David Van Oss's daughter out of San Antonio was one of them that was injured just peacefully demonstrating, and they can talk mm-hmm. about peaceful demonstrations being the same thing, but they're not the same thing. They're trying to mm-hmm. intimidate us to where we do not speak out. And at the same time, they're trying to scare, and it's a bull. It's bully, and it's scary, mm-hmm. and it's dangerous. And we saw these things happening, but we didn't think it would go as far as it went when we saw what happened on the night. Mm-hmm. And when I look at what happened on the night, that makes me that much more det- determined to do what we can do to get first sergeant in Congress, exactly. because that will be exactly. one more seat that's not occupied by Tea Party. And, mm-hmm. and, you wow. know, I've traveled a lot with her sergeant and Dr. McKellar, and y'all know she's a pretty high-powered woman, and she has her own ideas, and she's a lead mayor. And I'm not bashful mm-hmm. myself, and he was sandwiched in between us, and a lot of times we could say we wanted to do such and such. <laughs> but when it was security, <laughs> his word goes, neither one of them. When yeah. he said no, it was no. Yep. And when yeah, you're around good. him and you know who he is and what it is, he's very mild-mannered, but if it's for safety... And he says no, he knows why, and you don't argue with him. Yes, Not ma'am. because he's bossy, but because you are, if you're smart, we're both smart enough to know that we weren't going to argue with him. Um, right. Well, you know, yes, ma'am. He's, of all the candidates mm-hmm. I've ever worked with, he's the most camera shy. There was no photographs I had available of him. Dr. McKellar sent me two this week, and I'm not going to tell you who the politician was in the second one. But the first one was with the Honorable John Lewis. Now, that fella didn't mind having his picture out there with John Lewis. (laughs) But there's there's another very nice, exceptional uh, younger politician. I'm not going to say his name. Dr. McKellar (laughs) sent me the picture of, First Sergeant with him, and First Sergeant had covered his face up completely with his bandana, the black whatever it is, you know. The, you know <laughs> 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 but he could not resist having it made 
with the Honorable Ooh, John Lewis. That's, that's, I, I, I really right. love that one. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, let, let me just tell you this. Every every single year we're at the Congressional Black Caucus uh, in September, the second week in, in September, uh, the former, the late John Lewis always had amazing comments for for first sergeant. He he would always he was he was something else, guys. He would he would remember who you are. I don't care. He may not even remember what your name is. Maybe uh, some people he would, but he would say things that you know that he knew exactly who you were because it was things mm. from the previous year or, or wow. something that was going on in your community. He would pull back on that. That The man was, he had a brain that was just something else. He had a memory that wow. was something else. And First Sergeant just loved dialogue. And I don't care how busy he was, when he saw you, he'd stop and have a conversation with mm-hmm. you. And it's hard to find that kind of that kind of leadership. But but I'm gonna tell you this guys, the reason why we're where we are right now is 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 the guy that just walked off of sixteen hundred Pennsylvania Avenue is now down there in Florida. Uh and he's telling these people that this election uh was stolen, that he won and they're down there repeating these are people who are holding public office that have been involved for a lot of years and they're repeating this nonsense Mm -hmm. that this guy actually won this seat. How are we going to handle this? Dr. McKellen. Yes, sir. Oh, jump right in there, Chief. Come on. Do do you remember these famous words that somebody said, is he going to be more dangerous in office or out of office? So well do I remember. What you've seen within the last two months and Biden hasn't been in office but two months is he more dangerous in office or out of office? Because it was a lot of people that say, no, once he gets out of office, we're not going to hear nope. from him again. We, no, oh. they're not planning anything. That's a joke. Why do you think the National yeah. Guard still remains in Washington, D.C. That's to, it. to this day? That's to right. Day. So That's it. Yep. When you That's ask it. that question, when I asked that question, I was making a point that nobody truly understood. And today... I guess you you can see the reason why I asked that question. You is he sure more dangerous did. in office or out of office? And that was before he ever got elected as President Biden. So I'm just telling you. You're right. The guy is dangerous because well, he, has, dangerous. he has two things that's in, 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 his, in his favor. He's white and he has money backing him. And, and, and it's not the kind of money that, that you just put on the counter to pay for a loaf of bread. <laughs> she, she got, she, she, she got, she got why he's dangerous. Let me tell you why he's dangerous, though. He's dangerous because he's dangerous because he got he got a bunch of insurrectionists. He got a bunch of insurrectionists in Congress helping him be dangerous. I mean, he got That's he got a well, he had a couple of Capitol police officers in he joined, had a, joined and, in and at the same that. time, and we there just got to figure that out. But, oh, but, yeah, but remember yeah. that. But remember, no, we but remember that, that these people were Trumps. These people were Trumps before Trump showed up. They just, we, we, just branded But we figured that out. But we figured out that the reason it was easy to figure that out. Why? Because look how much time it took before somebody actually showed up to pretend to stop them from doing what they were doing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was all put together. Yes. It was all put together. Yes. What's that? Uh, that that rise. From I, I, I we guess have I, three of the worst things. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm yield. I yield. 
No, no, I'm with well, your next two. The Congress was Nick Cornyn, Cruz, and Gobert. But we also have one of the best men from Texas serving in the U.S. Congress, one of the smartest men, and one man that comes closer to John Lewis than any human being I've ever known, and that is my beloved Congressman Al Green. <laughs> Al Green's one person I never have to wonder where he's coming from. I never have to expect him to do something that's going to be hurting people. And he was the first one to file impeachment charges on you-know-who. Yes, he was. I yes, got on was. my little button machine, and I did those hearts, and I said, I love Green, Al Green, impeach Trump. Um, okay. When let's, 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 hear, let's hear from the team. Let's, let's him let him have him a moment. Adam loves him. Alpha okay. man. No. But I, go, I tell ahead, you, one of, the things, one of the things that I always look at is we've had so many protests in Washington, D.C. We had so many thing, things that could have went wrong. We always had people, it was more people than we had security in Washington, D.C. But with all of that, nobody never seemed to make it past those capital, those capital barriers that they had in place. There you go. But we have to, what we have to realize today is that somebody got those people past those barriers. They knew too much yes. of where they was going. You had too many people yes, in the sir. crowd that wasn't walk, that wasn't a part of what was going on, but they was following, following, yes. and they ended yes. up in the capital. And and, and we have to realize that that, that 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 was uh, that was done way ahead of time. Somebody had to give them a. They had a foot. Louis They had a mouth to get inside the capital. Okay, I yield. Louis let him in. Louis let him in. And others let them in. There were, you know, I mean, there were elected officials that literally gave them tours and opened doors for them mm-hmm. and then watched them assault their colleagues. I want I want somebody to get their phone records and check their phone records because what, what we've go. seen on CNN, somebody was telling them the direction to go where yeah. everybody was, and they was trying to get there, and those, pol- those ones that did that wasn't in the loop, and they seemed to be all black, they didn't know what was going on. They just knew that Let if they tried to stand there, they could do their job. But they, they got overrun, Let me, too. Let me give you a name. Miriam Carey, uh, 34-year-old dental uh, hygienist in October the 3rd, 2013. She was shot and killed trying to drive past through the uh, the barriers of the White House and uh, Infinity G37. This right. was done by the Secret oh, Service. Oh yeah, they, yeah, they, I remember. They, yeah, 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 I remember yeah, that. Yeah, she had mental problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she had mental problems. She was chased That's by right. the Secret Service and they ended her life. Yeah, they yeah, shot her down. But but so listen did. to this, guys. Don't you remember? Don't you guys remember? First of all, let me just put this out there. We're in COVID. No more tours were supposed to have been. Conducted, but it was noted that the day before January the 5th, before the January 6th insurrection, there were tours being conducted, and that guy that Miss Faith just named out was one of the guys there. So mm-hmm. the lead people is what we understand. They knew where to go. They knew exactly where to go because they had been shown where to go the day before. And they were going to fight murderers. 
They were headed to murder. They weren't headed just to destroy. They were going to literally murder. It's one more point that can be made about this situation. Not one, not one person was shot doing all of this. Out of all those guns that those Capitol Police officers had, one person was shot. Wait just a minute, Ms. Faith. Let let him go ahead and finish. Go ahead. I'm talking about fired upon. Yes, not why they were doing what they were doing. If you looked at exactly. if you looked at CNN, I don't care how many channels you looked at. If I had that many people coming at me and I'm the only person there in defense, somebody oh. gonna get shot. You can shoot the first one, the rest of them gonna tend to take their time about doing it. But not one shot was fired to stop them. Something was wrong with that picture. Something was. Now you know what's wrong with that picture. Nothing was wrong with that picture. Brothers don't shoot brothers. I have three brothers. We fight all day and all night, but we're not going to kill one another. You get so, so are you talking about, are you talking about the police brotherhood? Mm-hmm. I mean, what brothers are we I, talking I'm about? Talking, I'm brothers? talking about my, my Anglo brothers, whether they have on the opposite oh, gotcha. bandana, have on the opposite uh, clothes. Right. They will mm-hmm. not kill one another. They will not do it. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they're on the opposite as an Anglo, I tell you, I have relatives that if it really came right down to it, I wouldn't want to be in the line of fire. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Know, if you're Protecting crazy, your own property. If you're crazy <laughs> and you're a fascist and you're nuts, you do anything to anybody. <laughs> okay, guys, we got, a, we got about this. This has been amazing. I've had so much fun listening to you guys tonight. We got to we got to get ready to wrap up. We're going to get do a round robin. Let everybody have their final comments because it's nine fifty three, and this two hours just goes by so fast because you guys are full of energy. So much information, uh, just amazing show. We have thoroughly enjoyed it. We're going to start with you uh, first, Dr. Hagney, and you can have your final comments on whatever it is that you want to say about whether it's vaccines or any of these discussions that we've had tonight or whatever you want to say. Go ahead, Dr. Hagney. I, uh, I, I'm really impressed. I'm very excited. You know, when we talk about I know I'm focused on healthcare, but we find a lot of tests. So everything is interrelated. As we talk about the, the pastures and we talk about healthcare uh, and the uh, infrastructure. All this is related to education, what we need. And so I'm just I'm just excited that we have this conversation because we need okay. to have more discussion. But we need to share with our community. We need to, because uh, our uh, communities are hurting, and they need our help from our kids all to yes. ourselves. So but it, they need groups like this. So I'm just so excited to be part of the group, and let's, let's make it happen. Let's keep moving forward. Yes, sir. Yes. Outstanding. Thank you so much for that. Pastor Cooper. Yes, again, thank you all for having us. And, again, I am your candidate for uh, governor in this great state of Texas, and we are pushing to Amen. make sure that our kids are certified. Amen. Our kids are certified and ready to uh, go into the work field at 15, 16, 17 years of age to be a contributor and not to be one to, to subtract. Very good. Keep them out of prison, put them in school. Thank you. Ms. Faith, your final you comment? Oh, well, I'm just so impressed that Miss Riyadh is able to have that baby and still keep blog talk going because of all this. <laughs> <laughs> Only a woman can do that part. <laughs> She's doing amazing, right, and running the show for us. Very good. She she sat back and so that all the rest of us can have the conversation and dialogue uh, on everything tonight. So, yeah. 
So, Ms. Faith, you want to tell us once again uh, who your candidate is and how you can reach out to him and so forth quickly. You can reach out to the Edding, Daryl Edding for Congress. Most of us know him as First Sergeant by going to Edding, E-D-D-I-N-G-S, for com On Facebook, it will be Eddings for Congress, T-X-6. And if it's the same thing that you'll find on Twitter, please go in, follow us, and help us out. Thank you. Very good. Outstanding. Uh, outstanding. Chief, you have any final comments for us tonight? You know, the only thing I would like to, to have say you is, on. yeah, I would just like to say that, you know, Everybody has a voice, and that's one thing about Blog Talk USA. We always give everybody a voice, and that yeah. you don't get a voice on all, all radio talk shows. So when you come that's on it. Dr. McKellar's show, everybody has a voice. It's not like you have to sit back in the background and 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 twiddle your thumbs or, or disagree with the beat your wall in or whatever. You can come on here and actually talk. That was the purpose of Blog Talk getting started. It was one every everybody had a voice. So. Uh, thank you, Dr. Okay. Killer, for just letting me have a voice. I, I'm going to keep mine short tonight. Well, we thank you, uh, uh, Chief Spice, for even starting Blog Talk USA Radio and allowing us this opportunity to be able to be on. Uh, so finally, uh, Mr. Arthur, your final comment? I just want to say, you know, everybody, that in this moment, this is not a drill. It's real. Uh, we we at war right now with hatred and envy, and, and we need to respond with love. So all I'm going to say is they want us dead. Let's vote instead. Very good. Very good. So now here we are at the end here, and uh, this has been an amazing show. We didn't get a chance to uh, – I wanted to dialogue a little bit on our final and that was the um, reports that have been uh, released on uh, uh, Khashoggi, which we already knew that the crown prince was involved in uh, the assassination in 2018. We may talk about that a little bit later on uh, down the road. But uh, you guys have brought us some amazing uh, information in here tonight, and so I'm I'm just so excited to to be a part of this great team of uh, people we want to push uh, and let everybody know once again, uh, our guy, Pastor uh, Michael Cooper, he's no stranger to anybody that's running for, uh, running for governor of the great state of Texas because we know what happened uh, the, a couple weeks ago and, and with ERCOT and all of the things that, that we don't like that is happening in Texas. And you guys have brought it forth how we got to have people who are working on behalf of all of us. It's 9.58 right now, and so we're going to ask Miss Rihanna to step back in and, and play our theme song. We always like to end with this uh, because someday uh, somehow uh, things are going to be equal, and we talked, we talked about these two words, equi- equity and equality, uh, that everybody is going to not only have the opportunity, but they're going to have the resources available. So we think uh, – uh, President Biden uh, and uh, Vice President Kamala Harris for the work that they are doing and have done for this short period of time. But it really has not even been two months, right? Because they came in in January, 20 January. And so 20 right. January to 20 February actually is one month. So it's been a month and, and two weeks that they've been in. And we've seen some drastic changes uh, and helping us to fight and drive down and drill down this COVID-19 
Uh, we know the cases are dropping, but as Ms. Faith says, we still got to continue to do what it takes in order for us to make sure that we don't continue to have uh, COVID-19 and we don't continue to have people uh, to, to die out. We got to educate our children, keep them out of prison. We can keep we can keep prison doors open, but some colleges are closing, doors are closing because of whatever case may be, could be like a funding or whatever. So let's make sure we can work to keep our college doors open, educate our students, and so we can have a better community so that when we get too old that we cannot work and we have some medical students and we have some physicians and new doctors and nurses and all of the educators and everybody that makes this world go round that will be able to yes. take over where we leave off. Miss Rihanna, yes. it's all yours. Thank you, guys. Yes. This was a great evening. Thanks. Uh, Thanks. And, 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 and we're pushing hard for First Sergeant to get oh, yes. to Washington, D.C. Thank you, everybody. Yes. We'll see you next time. Thanks. And that's all Thanks. yours, Miss Rihanna. Play our theme song. We'll be Good night, in the evening. Good night, Miss Rihanna. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. One day when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be out. Oh, one day when the war is won, we will be sure. the heavens, no man, no weapon, formed against, yes, glory is destined, everyday women and men become legends, sins that go against our skin become blessings, the movement is a rhythm to us, freedom is like religion to us, justice is juxtaposition in us, justice for all just ain't specific enough, one son died, his spirit is revisiting us, true and living, living in us, resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus That's why we walked through Ferguson with our hands up When it goes down, we woman and man up They say stay down and we stand up Shots, we on the ground, the camera panned up King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up One day, when the glory comes It will be out, it will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, no. Glory, glory, oh.
Eve, man, woman, and child. Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now. Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles. From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero. Facing the league of justice, his power was the people. Enemy is lethal, a king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a ball ego. The biggest weapon. It's to stay peaceful, we sing Our music is the cuts that we bleed through Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany Now we right the wrongs in history No one can win the war individually It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy Welcome to the story we call victory The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory One day, when the glory comes, it will be Good night.
never. You may hang up or press one for more options. I just wanted you to see what number we were assigned. I'm going to send it to you by text message because it's 737, hey, 268-9131. Instead of 313, it's 131. Yeah. 